Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg and Mike. Well, thank you, Mike. You mentioned me first this time. That's that's mighty nice of you. I decided to do alphabetical today. Oh, thanks. Well, we know who's on top, anyways. I mean, figuratively speaking. Uh, anyways, <laughs> if you want to go there, uh, we're not going there. You were in the Navy. I was not. I was in the Air Force, so I was always up high. Anyways, uh, tonight's podcast is going to be about Disneyland. Has it priced itself out of the range of an average family? Yeah, I'm getting pretty close. Well, you know, I used to judge going to Disneyland about how many trips to the ATM, meaning, you know, every trip costs you $20 from the ATM. Uh, so it's now, what, $54 single day to get yeah. in the park? Yes. Ouch. Bend me over. No. And that's, what, 12 and up? 12 and up? Or is it oh, down yeah, the that, yeah, that kind of bothers me, how low. There is no junior price anymore. Uh, there's child, or is it, there's free, there's child, there's adult. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, it's getting pretty steep. So, you know, a family of four, you know, there's, you know, 200 plus bucks. Sure, just to get and you the just game. Get, just to get in the game. Well, don't forget parking. What's parking? I, On 10 bucks. As an annual pass holder, I never look at those prices driving in. So another $10. Which is, you know, I went to the Mighty Ducks game the other night. I just bent over for $10 parking there, too, and 75 bucks a seat. But, Ouch. oh, yeah, well, I got, a, I got a special discount through something we had at work. But still, 10 rows from the, 10 rows from the ice. Nice. Really. It was, it was yeah. nice seats. Yeah, it was fun. So anyways, you know, it costs you a couple hundred bucks for the average family to get in there. And sure, you could come out of the park and eat lunch at the picnic stands, which a lot of you know, a lot of people do, or you could go or across the street to take McDonald's. Your chances, take your chance with Harbor Boulevard, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's better than it used to be. You know, you used to run across the street at Harbor House and there's take no, your life into But there's your, a crosswalk there, now, yeah. Yeah, now there's a crosswalk. It has improved since my <laughs> my days years ago watching people do that at, at Harbor. It was a scary sight sometimes. Anyway, well, th now, you know, I could have cared less if an adult got himself hit because he's stupid, but the ones dragging, dragging the kids the with him, that's was, okay. That was the scary one. But anyway, so now we're in the park, and shoot, you know, I, I just don't buy these things anymore. Popcorn is, I think, three three what? bucks. No, no, no. Three, I think it's it's more than that now. Three. Shoot, I bought a churro the other day because I do like the churro. I'm a two seventy five like, like for a churro. Three bucks for a churro. Churros are good though. I gotta say, I like the churro. Yeah, but they're getting shorter. <laughs> you're, you're saying size matters then, right? Well, for a churro, yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, they just don't have quite have the girth they used to either. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> but anyways, you know, you go, I... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, got the giggles. Remember, right. folks... This is a PG-13 podcast right. at the very least. So anyways, <laughs> it, it, it's got pricey. I mean, shoot, you go in and sit down. I'm no. trying to think. We, we think, went over to... Uh, let's wait. Let's think about it from a day tripper point of view, okay? Not a day, that's I mean, true, not, not, look, a day, not a day tripper, not an annual passover, but someone who saved their money, flown to freaking California. You know, maybe they're going all out and staying at the Disneyland Hotel or the Grand Californian or, you know, the... Whatever the other one's called, the Paradise Pier one, right? So, let's <laughs> now you add admission and all day. How many meals do you think they're going to eat inside Disneyland? 
okay, least well, one. Okay, forget even flying in. You got to remember that probably seventy-five percent of the Disneyland business is locals. True. Okay. Unlike Disney World, where a majority of theirs is tourists. tourists. I mean, Vacation yeah. Kingdom spot in the world or whatever they're you know. Yeah, you don't see packages for coming to Disneyland for a week for fifteen hundred bucks. No, advertised, not, yeah. advertised on the television. It's a whole different market. Like, you have so many cheap hotels and motels and the like around here that it's not like being stranded out in the middle of Lake Buena Vista, Florida. I mean, Kissimmee is the closest thing you can probably get, and even at that, I'm not sure if you can consider that a real town. Sorry to those at Kissimmee. But Kissimmee, it's, it's, come on. Oh, what? Come on, be have respectful. You ever been to, Okay, you've been from the to the East Coast. I went to Boston not too long ago, and they just don't know how to pronounce names. <laughs> Something like Peabody is Peabody. It became yeah. a joke after a while. We're in Peabody. Ask him. Ask him to. Ask him. <laughs> ask him to say W O R C E S T E R. Yeah, the you one know. that looks like Worcester. Or yeah, they see the Worcester. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call it. Was, it. It was entertaining back there. I can say it at the least. But so again, you're right. You know, let's say you just take some. Let's say somebody from Bakersfield. They didn't have to fly in. They could drive in. Correct. Two hours. Maybe they're staying at the local flea trap just to save some bucks. Or the, days in. You know, okay. Yeah, the days in or the holiday in around the corner. You know, not high dollar places, but nice enough. So let's say they're going to spend two meals in the park because maybe they'll grab their continental breakfast on the way out before they get on their free shuttle to the, the front sure. gate. Sure. So they get in and they, they thought, shoot, let's have lunch in New Orleans Squares. You know, there's a fine little restaurant that you might hear the jazz band next to the Pirates of the French Florida, Market. The French right? Market right next to the mansion. And you want to get some mashed potatoes with that fried chicken. Well, <laughs> Ten bucks. Yeah. And, and that's just, just the entree. You know, forget yeah, the, the for drink dessert. and the dessert and <laughs> yeah. the rest of it. No, and no annual pass holder discount on those. And times that by your four people, the average of four people. You're spending... 60 bucks, easy. Six, oh, yeah, easy. You know, and when 60. I first bought the, the dining package at Disney World, I thought that was a stupid thing. Oh, no, no. It, <laughs> no. it was worth... You know, you talk about the meal plan. We're, I was looking through my passporter from the last time we went, and I pulled out my receipt for our, for our dinner at the Rosen Crown before Illuminations. Yes. Before he took applied our meal plan to it, it was eighty nine dollars for two people to eat there, eighty nine bucks for dinner at the Rosen Crown Pub in Epcot. And well, I, I believe paid, it. And I, you know, well, we got the dining plan for free, right? But even at thirty five bucks per person per day, that's two days worth of food right there. No, I understand. It, it that, paid for itself. That was a great deal that your wife found on, was it MouseSavers.com? Yes, MouseSavers. It just happened to come up, and you changed your whole vacation around that. For exactly. me, I had to kind of have some squirrely reservations. I had to do a one-day reservation where I had to pay for my meal package for everybody in my party for one day and then switch to another reservation for the remainder yeah, five days or six days for the free day. They, they wouldn't backdate it once. It, it kind of upset me. It's like I was already on the way in, and they were... They wouldn't do that, but in the long run, it worked out right. But when I had been there a few months earlier at spring break, because this was last August when they had this deal, spring break, they didn't have the deal. And my son and I, because it was just us two, the men, went out to uh, Disney World and trolling for chicks and all, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the 12-year-old 12, 12 and the 40-year-old are trolling for chicks, yeah. <laughs> right. So anyways, but we ate at the Teppan restaurant in Epcot, which was, it was great. It 
kicks Benihana's ass any sure. day of the year. Not, I'm not sure though. Shogun and Corona. Now, I, I'm not, I just, I'm in the OC, but occasionally I go to Corona with my work. Shogun's is a great place off of Main Street in Corona. That's a pretty, pretty decent joint. But the Disney World one was good. It cost us for two people, mind you. I think sixty. 60 70 bucks probably before tip that might have included tip it's you know it's expensive so that was one meal and that $35 dining plan would have covered it yeah oh yeah well plus i would have got uh, a snack and another counter service meal yes. in that day so now i understand they have pat or meals plans like this at disneyland i have, i don't know anything about them cuz i've never used them but i understand that there are some people have told me that with that research and that they're not as good or comprehensive as Disney World's, but I can't comment on that. Uh, and what most people don't realize is how close there are things around them where they could walk across the street to Tony Roma's, they could walk across sure. the street to Denny's, McDonald's, or the like. Something but outside it's just the so, gate, yes. It's so inconvenient. you got your little kids there with you. Who wants to walk across the street? Sure. They want to experience some, the And there's something magical and, about sitting in Disneyland having... Because you know, the food isn't all that bad. I, just uh, think, it's, know, I think it's just priced too high. It is priced too high. You know, there's an old, old, old quote from Walt when the park first opened, you know, and if I don't remember the cost, but if, you know, if coffee is only worth a nickel, charge a nickel. Uh, okay, the, the, the times have changed. <laughs> Walt's yeah. dead. Uh, for those of <laughs> you who haven't figured this out, Walt did die. What was it 1966? He's been gone a little while. A uh, big corporation runs it now, and they have even when he was around. He just was, you know, lucky enough to have. The, be the man behind the name that no one really challenged him a whole lot. But uh, now you've got a corporation that's got to worry about bottom lines and their shareholders. You know, I'm one, you're one, many people out there that don't realize when they're bitching about this and that, that really is cutting into their profits if they, they change the way they, they go. I mean, a, a lot of it, it's basically about corporate profit because we don't want to be back to where we were in the early 80s with the corporate raiders, you know, wanting to come Trying tear the place apart. Place part. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword, but then again, it's like, how high can this go? I mean, three or four bucks for a hot dog? It's like, ouch. You know I mean? Yeah, what's, I, what's, what, what's the corn dog cart now? Is it almost oh, eight bucks? Oh, Is it eight bucks for a corn dog and a chips uh, and a... It's, you know, it's got to be at least... And those, those are great corn dogs. Now, yeah. you're talking about size matters. Those, the girth <laughs> on those corn dogs and the length reminds me of... No, nah, I won't go there. Okay. It, but they're, they're really good. Though the you know if if you get one that's been sitting in the window for a little while, I mean if you can get it's a fresh nasty. one, uh, they are really good. And you know, and I years and years ago I worked at Knott's Berry Farm, and at the time I was there, and this is the early early eighties, it was voted by whoever votes on these things as the best food for theme parks in the country. And I have to say, at the time, I think it really was. If I was to have a hamburger at Disneyland or Knott's and tell you which one was better, oh, yeah, Knott's hands, hands down, Knott's was much better. You still, now, we, you still can't get in the fried chicken place on a Sunday oh, afternoon. Okay. Let's, let's kind of consider the fried. You know, we're going to you know, segue over to Knott's for a second. Just as a comparison, um, I have a brother-in-law that still works at Knott's. He's been there way too long, uh, you know, a lifer, and they pay for crap. You know, Disney employees may go on strike. They think they've got it bad. Go well, work at Knott's Berry that's Farm. That's coming up next week. Yeah, that's, that is coming up. And Go to Knott's Berry Farm and work where the pay is probably half of what you get at Disneyland. No union protection, if you think that's protection. That could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, no but kidding. having been there, done that, um, 
anyways, the food at Knott's is the biggest load of crap now since Cedar Point took over. Uh, I took my son and some of his friends, and my back was killing me, so I wasn't riding any. So I thought I'd go check some of the old digs out, you know, get a hot dog at the, uh, uh, shoot, I forgot what it's called, uh, Stage Door, I think. Across Not Stage, the, that's uh, Disneyland. Oh, uh, yeah, so what is, frick, it's something like that. It's across from the, um, uh, where the Can-Can Girls, the saloon, I can't remember yeah, okay. what it's called. Chow House, Chow House. And I worked there at one time, and also the Hollywood Beanery, and I went, and I'm like, God, the hot dog machine's gone. Well, you know, how are they cooking these things? And I find out later from my brother-in-law, I think, I'm not sure if they microwave them, then they sit in water. Oh, yuck. The service was substandard. I mean, the people hardly knew I was standing in line and helping me, and they'd be off chatting to their friends, and they just kind of flopped the food on the counter when they brought it to you. It was terrible. So you go over to Fiesta Village, same food. There's not much variety. It's like, you know, hot dog or hamburger everywhere. And I just thought it was very substandard. And in fact, the whole, the whole crowd there is much different in Disneyland. You know, people complain about the entry price. Now, Knott's Berry Farm has lowered the adult price, I think, like $35, $39, something like that. It's very low. Pretty reasonable. Pretty, very reasonable when you really think about it. And if I remember right right now, Magic Mountain is actually probably the highest priced park in the area. It's higher than Disneyland for an adult. Uh, and that might just be to pay for all the security because of the gangbanging going on out there. Yeah. Well, who knows? That's a whole nother. Well, we only go there because you know, it's, it's not our podcast. Exactly. So you go, you go to Disneyland, and I remember back in the days, you know, I think I've mentioned before that I've worked in the park for, for quite a while. They used to have the $20 weekend, I think it was, for the locals. You know, zip code here to zip code there. And I, I'm sure I'm speaking for a lot of cast members to thought those were horror days. They were extraordinarily crowded. Crime and theft went up. <laughs> it was like a rampage. Was, oh, you know, all the thieves showed up because it only cost them 20 bucks <laughs> 20 to bucks, get in. That's right. The, you know, in some ways, the prices control the crowd because no yes. one, you know, as it is, I was there last week. Went on a Saturday afternoon. Friday. Oh, Saturday, no, yes. No, I went Saturday yeah. afternoon. Actually, it wasn't too bad. I actually called you and said, hey, crowds are tolerable. And then I thought before I left, I should call them again. And I thought, nah. But I, I walked <laughs> back your gate by your gauge ride, which was um, Buzz. Buzz Lightyear. It was only 20 minutes. That's not yeah, bad. But, no, but Space Mountain was an hour. Uh, uh, mansion was closed. Uh, Pirates was still open. I think it was maybe... Actually, I told you that it wasn't even the line wasn't even out to the bridge. <laughs> I walked back after stopping to talk to a security officer. I knew the line was almost down the stage door. Someone needed to open some queues up, but it it had picked up a little bit, if you will. Um, but I went the week before on a Friday night. Jammed. Frickin' zoo, frickin' zoo, and. I'm thinking it's all APs. It's all annual pass holders. No, no, no. Actually, we were. If if you look at what schools were out on their breaks in the year-round schools, we happened to hit when some some schools back east and I guess in other states they got the whole week off for President's Day. There's some weird scheduling. Winter vacation because their Christmas vacation isn't all that long. Yeah, well, call it whatever you will. There was a shitload of people there, and Texas units. Oh God! It's, uh, I, I rode a few rides. I, I went and finally to see the new, t- well, not the new Tiki Room, the, the revised 
restored Tiki Room. It was pleasurable to see, especially after having seen under new management at Walt Disney World. Uh, it was pleasure, you know, very pleasurable to see the original show again. And we rode on the Jungle Cruise, which, you know, if you got a good skipper, is always a good show. Again, it's new, fun. The new Piranha effect, which the Walt Disney World folks don't have, uh, made a couple of people jump out of their seats, which was great. So it it was fun, but it was packed. So, you know, people can complain about the price, but you lower it and your crowd changes. It goes up. just a yes. simple facts of economics. And I'm not saying that those people that frequent knots more than Disneyland are not good people, but it does change the demographics of the crowd, which a lot of times leads to other problems within the park. Did you, did you go to any of the annual passholder previews of California Adventure? You know, I never have. I they, I don't disdain annual passholders. I am one. But from my days as a cast member, i got to say that annual passholders, it's almost pejorative when you use that term. <laughs> that's right. I know. Because there's a lot of dicks and shits that are annual pass holders that think they, they have a, they have a sense of entitlement yeah they think they own the place they think they oh, should they have do. to stand I mean, in line they're almost like left wing democrats that think they're entitled to, exactly. to everything exactly you know? it's, it's it's interesting so a lot of times i don't want to admit i'm an annual pass holder cuz some people look at you like sure. freak you know got oh, yeah. a third or, eye or you know a horse or, to get or, in your head or there's wait, there's waiting for you to turn into an asshole that too yeah so yeah. I, you know i remember being at the other side uh, you know in a costume and I don't think I've mentioned yet what costume that was, and I may keep that, you know, private for a while. But it was a good job. But I got to see the, you know, let's say the the underside sometimes of of Disneyland, if you will, and what happens when the prices do go down. So I don't well, think the uh, prices are all that high. I mean, they entry are entry price. Entry price. I don't think it's. You know, I don't think it's all that bad. Let's think about things. I remember. I I I I truly remember the days of a $12 ticket and I worked, you know, minimum wage which was maybe 285, 3 bucks and $12 was definitely not unreasonable for my budget to spend a day at the park sure. and maybe buy a few extra tickets. Going up to 20, I'm like, "Oh god, Eisner, what the hell are you doing? You're raising the 20 bucks? 25 bucks? What the yeah, hell are you doing?" This is but what again, 10% 10% a year was going up or something, something like that. Something like that. I mean, yes. some people were suggesting they raise it much more than that. But let's think about it. I mean, a freaking movie costs you ten bucks for about an hour and a half, two hours if you're lucky. Sure. You know, family of four to go to a movie if you don't go to a matinee, there's forty bucks. And Plus, oh, oh, you know, we got a new AMC by us, beautiful theaters. I'm there as the adult with my wife buying tickets for three of my kids and a friend. Two of my kids are with me. Neither one of them had their student ID with them. They char They wanted to charge them adult price. I went livid. I said, does that look like an adult? You think she drove here by herself? You think he drove by himself? I was so pissed we left the line, and then they were sold out. I wish so, I could have seen that. Oh, oh, oh I was pissed. And I, I, so we're, we're formulating this plan. We go back up there, and... Um, uh, the one daughter's friends were already in the movie that they said there were only two seats left. I'm like, get the here's here's your fucking blood money, and go <laughs> off to see this movie. So then the rest of us kind of back off. My oldest daughter and her friend finally show up. They've got their student IDs with them, but the youngest one doesn't. I think let's see, he just turned twelve, but I think eleven and under are child. Ugh. He just became a child rather than a student, and they're not going to check any ID sure. for being a child. But freaking twelve year old. They want a student ID. Now, come on. I could see 
my brother-in-laws tend to always have a student ID somehow. Doesn't matter how old they are, they seem to somehow have a current student ID or one that nobody looks at the date at, and they're still going to the movies as students. Okay, but which freaking pisses me off. So people are working the system. So then a 12-year-old, they're asking for a student ID. I mean, it's just dumb. But your one brother-in-law looks like he's still 12. Okay. No, you haven't seen him in a while. But anyways, it's just <laughs> dumb. So anyway, so let's get back on tangent. Okay. So, they, okay, I just spent, let's say, I say, uh, I have a family of fives, 50 bucks for two hours of movies. Now, I could go spend, let's see, for a, that'd be 200, about $260 at Disneyland for eight to 10 hours sure. of full immersion entertainment. So sure. I find that to be a good value. Now, would I do that as much as I w would go to a movie? No, no, because there's a bigger chunk out at, at one time. Sure. And I might watch how we eat. Maybe we don't get a lot of, you know, a f 250 for a... a uh, well, not a can of Coke anymore, but a plastic bottle of Coke or two bucks for a water. Two seventy-five. That, yeah, that's not happening very often. And we're gonna have you know maybe one meal, and then we know we're locals. We're gonna eat at home. I don't there's, know. It's there's just, the water fountain over there. Okay, exactly. Yeah. Who needs water? There's a water fountain. There's a whole there's a whole river you can get water if you really <laughs> wanted to. Um, and then I, I've noticed something here at Disneyland starting to happen that. I didn't personally experience at Disney World because I'm a rather savvy Disney World traveler, uh, partly in thanks to Passporter. I mean, I've been there before. I really knew my way around the park, but I bought the Passporter because I thought it was kind of a cool idea. And sure, I, I like it. I used to be a Berm Bomb diehard fan, and then I found this Passporter. I'm like, this is awesome. And I just hey. bought the new color one, and I'm so not going to go. I'm not so going to go this year. I'm going to go. Actually, I'm going to go on January 1st, 2007, rather than. Uh, August, which I like, but my wife thought was too hot. So pussy. Oh, so she so. did talk you out of it. Well, that she wants to save up a little more money, but okay. I, you know, January first. If you look at the charts of the the it's crowds dead. at Disney World, my first it, trip it takes a nosedive to to nowhere land. My first so, trip to Disney World was July January third to the tenth of nineteen ninety, so it was dead. Yeah, it's dead, but you you miss some of the shows. The park hours are shorter. I mean, there's a there's there's a there's a trade-off to some of that. Okay, but do you remember when Disneyland used to close at six o'clock in December? Yes, yes. Do you remember you could go in there at two in the afternoon, and in that four hours you could ride everything, see the yeah, parade. That'll, yeah, that'll never happen again. No, no, I missed. Those I haven't days. seen a crowd like that in a long. But, I remember when I started working Christmas Eves, and we closed at seven. By five, the place was dead, and we started a little family tradition that. You know, we're going to come to the park. I'm taking every – oh, did I say New Year's Eve? I meant Christmas Eve. We started Christmas taking Eve. Christmas Eve off and going to the park. And it's become more crowded Crazy. and more crowded and more crowded. And then they changed the annual passport that you couldn't uh, go on the 24th. So Unless you're a premium? Unless you're a premium. Now, some of my friends who are the next level down, I think you can buy for 20 bucks a ticket any day. There's yep. a block out there, 25 yep. bucks. So they just do that. I choose to just go the premium. Now that I've got a driving uh, uh, minor, or not a minor, but a driving kid, my wife and I, we all need the parking passes. By the time I do that, you know, screw it. I, I just get all premiums. Uh, and it's paid off because we've used it quite a bit. But, yeah, you're going in a drop season. I'm going in a drop season. But I thought August was a pretty ple you know, pleasant. Uh, it wasn't when we crowded at all. But God oh, bless America, I was, there was it hot? <laughs> oh, you guys are wusses. You live in, you know where you live in, the 909 or 951. It's, God, people don't mow their lawns until it gets dark out there. I mean, what are you talking about? You, I mean, to quote a movie, the white people are melting. 
Dude. My wife and I laughed about that a couple of times. If you ever seen fools rush in, the white yes. people are melting. Yes. Yeah, it's Vegas. Yeah, but see, Las Vegas is a dry heat. You know, oh, right dry heat, wet heat. You oh, know what the weather on. out there right now? Would you believe it or not that Southern California has higher humidity than uh, Florida does right now? Yeah, for the next week while it's raining. When the no, rain it's not raining. When, when the this rain goes the, away, the humidity will come back down to normal. Set up Google homepage, so it's a custom home. And I got all the weather set up for all the places I travel to. And right now, Orlando is 51 and clear, 71 humid. Well, actually, the humidity's went up a little bit tonight. Okay. I'm not going to my beautiful city close to the beach, but we're at 67 humidity right now. It's warmer out there. It was 75 and 51. We're 57 and 51. So the nights are about the what's same. The, what's the dew point in Orlando? I, you know, keep the dew to yourself. I don't know. Dude, it doesn't give well, me that, that much information. Yeah, there. it does. It, it gives you a sense of the stickiness. Come well, on. Said, the humidity. <sighs> so I'm, I'm telling you on this thing right here, all I got is humidity, and that's it. Okay, yeah, temperature it was... and humidity. No dew point. How about so heat do, index? Do this, okay? Uh... Move on. <laughs> Anyways. Um, it was hot, and you know it was hot. Okay. And it kept the crowds to a minimum, which is fine. No, I don't think it's the heat. It, when we were there, the schools back east were already in session. So that dropped it. I was there in March, and the weather was really nice in March, but the crowds were freaking insane. And I'm standing in line at the electric umbrella, and this guy starts chatting me up because, you know, you have to be prepared when it's that crowded that you grab a table, then you go get in line. For exactly. Food. Otherwise, you'll be carrying your freaking food around and sitting on the floor. Like so I got my ass. kid to stake out a thing, and we're standing there, and this guy's chatting me up. And, oh, how's it going? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, he goes, man, you know. I stopped going in December around Christmas time. I'm like, why? I, I said, it sounds like a nice time to come, all the Christmas decorations. He says, it was just so insanely crowded. And I'm looking around this place where, I mean, <laughs> any closer, and we would have known each other in the religious sense, you know. <laughs> and he says, this is nothing compared to December. I'm like, you must be kidding me. So I can only imagine what it's, it's like in December. At Disney World, but anyways, the thing about being a smart traveler at Walt Disney World that in my see, this is my fifth trip. I was just on 1975. The park's fairly virgin. I was a young kid with the parents. My dad had just passed away, so it's kind of a little vacation to get away. Don't remember all the details of you know where we ate. I know you know remember doing all the rides, but you know those kind of details. We just ate fast food, all that crap. So no big deal. So then I go back in 1982 with a friend of mine. We're like 18 and 19, you know, having a good time. You could drink at the age of, uh, I think, 19 or uh, when you were back then in Florida. So, you know, we're at the contemporary, the old uh, top of the world, drinking in the bar. Thought we were, you know, all that. And, <laughs> you know, ate in the King Stephan dining hall, which is now what Cinderella is. This is Royal Table. Yeah. Character. Bull crap. Anyway. Ah. You know, just for breakfast, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I think they're extending it to longer now. But my point is, back when I... And then I went in 1986, uh, not too long after I'd been married, we were out there. And again, you could just walk into most of those restaurants and eat. Now, if you're not a savvy traveler and you don't... Don't make reservations. Make reservations up to 30 days in advance for some shows, up to a year in advance for some of the... Like, Six. hoop doo and those. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you know, it's, it's insane. You walk up... Now... Granted, when I was there in spring break, I didn't know this. I, I I didn't read ahead enough, and I just got the passporter in time to go. And I only brought it for the novelty of it because I knew the parks. 
I'd been to all but two of them, but had seen enough of them to know where to go. You pick up a guide map. I mean, it's not rocket science to get around these parks, but the Passporter has a lot of insightful little tidbits of information. I, I like the pictures. I collect Disney stuff, so that's just another thing to throw on the shelf, collect a little dust. But, you know, the second time I read it a little more clearly and after experiencing what I did in spring break, well, you know, I, I called up the little line. I'm sitting in there in the All-Star Sports uh, Resort, which I enjoyed very much. It was a cool resort. And made reservations for the sci-fi dining the next day. Had no problem. Didn't get exactly the time I wanted, but close enough. Close enough. Close enough. So the next time I planned ahead, and I my, my daughter's like, why did we have to plan every meal? It really kind of plans your day and i'm like well if you don't then it kind of wastes our dining plan because you'd be lucky to get in some of these more sure. expensive restaurants and you want to maximize that dining plan to get every dollar worth yep. you can out of disney for their 30 well that that one was free but when you pay 35 bucks Five a day bucks a you want to hit some of the you know the the price of your restaurants if you can so we'd come out of the cinderella's royal buffet we had an early dinner food was awesome the service was awesome. You can't help but love the ambience of that. The, now, the first time I ate there, 1982, we got lucky enough as we're sitting there, me and my buddy, and the fireworks, we, we didn't even plan this. Fireworks start going off. You can see them through the stained glass windows. It was just very cool. And I tried to plan that this year, and I, I called 30 days in advance. I could not get the dinner time reservation. I, Six I've been reading now. a lot on some of these sites where people have, you know, like auto dialers, auto, they, and they're, they're having a problem with people just taking up all the times and then trying to trade them out. And now they're taking deposits at, I guess, some of the higher end restaurants for this. Really? Because of this kind of problem. So, anyways, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really getting messed up. So, and the character ones are extremely popular. And I'll get on that in a minute about character dining because some of it really bothers me. Uh, but, anyways, so I, we're coming out of the castle and i see you know a couple walking away well there's another restaurant we're not going to get to eat at if you don't know uh, you know the inside about how trying to schedule this in advance or not knowing you can call from your resort the day ahead of time and maybe find an opening you you just aren't going to get to experience the nicer restaurants the only one we didn't have a problem getting in last minute was the china pavilion which was Nine, the least favorite of all our restaurants. My wife loves Chinese. I don't really care for it, but you know, I did it for her because that's the kind of guy I am. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> those that know me say bullshit, right? That's right. Then, so we did that, and now my son and I had eaten the Japanese, uh, you know, the Teppan one the time before. I forgot what it's called. It's really not important. It's the only Teppan restaurant there, so you'll figure it out. Um, really good. And the other one, we, we kind of. I had an opening that I didn't get booked up, and I figured, well, we'll squeeze something in. And we ended up eating at the land, and I had to make it a day ahead of time, and that was no problem. But it was really good. I was actually surprised, wasn't sure. I thought, ah, you know, there's no great theming here. This isn't really high in my list of wanting to do. And I was really pleasantly surprised. And it happened to be a character thing, Mickey and Donald stopped by. And, I, you know, I liked the rat and the, and the duck. And, you know, we didn't eat, have duck souffle or anything. But, you know, the duck came by, and I think Chip and Dale came by. And, I, you know, I'm always for a couple of rodents coming by and sticking their nose in my food. So, but they served you family style. And the interesting thing was the food, uh, the vegetables and stuff, were all grown in the hydroponic areas of the land pavilion. So... It was interesting to see how it was done if you've been on the attraction and eat some of the food. 
and it's family style, so lots and lots of foods coming out, and it was well worth it. And the, and the characters weren't overly in your face; they came by once or twice, and I could probably gather that you know we'll take a picture, don't really care, we're not you know just Google right. gaga out over them. So they moved on. Mickey's smart enough, you know he's he's been around a while. Sure. Uh, you know Chip and Dale to get a little kick in the ass to get moving along, but you know it, it all works out. <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't taken into security or anything, but no, no, we had a good time with that. But so a couple times I experienced people, you're just hearing people talk as you're going around. I, I kind of, you know, I love it. I enjoy hearing people enjoy themselves at the parks. I was, I was on Soren the other day, and some people sitting next to me had never been on it. And this guy's probably in his mid-20s having the best time of his life. And some people have told him a little bit, watch for the golf ball, it's got a Mickey on it. So I kept hearing him tell his, the lady he was with, you know, there's a golf ball coming up somewhere, I've got to watch for it. Well, you know, it's not hard to miss. No. Uh, but he's, he's taking in the sights and the sounds and the smell, and he's just, he was like a little kid. And it almost gave me the tingles because someone really enjoyed the park. And there's, there's a lot of negatives out there, and some kids that think, you know, it's just not hip enough. It's not all these fast, thrilling uh, you know attractions, and this this kid was having a great, or I should say, this young adult was having a great time. That was nice to see. And then you know you hear these people being turned away from these dining restaurants. The nice ones going, oh, that's another one. Twice now I've gone to Disneyland, and you know the wife and I are in there, and annual pass holders leave the kids at home. You know we've tied them up, left them at home so they don't hurt themselves. No, just kidding. They're old enough. I can leave them by themselves now. And we've walked. Hey, you know, let's go over to the Blue Bayou. Oh no way. Can't get in. No. Well, okay. And Blue Bayou, not, there's uh, only, but there's only two table service restaurants at Disneyland. Yeah, Blue I know, but there one was the day when you could just walk into that restaurant. Oh, well, you know, come back at three. Okay, cool. That's cool. Yeah, because it was unknown. I, I guess what? I guess as soon as the door opens, you got to run over there. Sure, because it was unknown. No. A. Yeah. And well, you'll, I don't know about unknown, but little pricey. I think Disney's. I think Disney's starting to book similar, though Richard says differently. Uh, very similar to the Disney World uh, way of uh, booking ahead. Now, because we didn't even ask, well, can we come tomorrow? Because we were there just, you know, for sure for the day. We only lived, you know, 15, 20 minutes away. So we, we ate at uh, Storytellers at the Grand California Hotel instead. That's not a bad. You know, did you eat the buffet or did you eat off the menu? Well, I, no, we, the buffet wasn't even open. I, I noticed they had a buffet kind of set up, and I wondered, well, I guess they have a buffet at a certain time of the day. But we ate off the menu. That was the only option. They brought us some bread that just was like oh, fresh yeah. out of the oven. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, more please. Storytellers is, is kind of like our plan B if we can't get a table yeah. service. But, and but, it, wasn't, you know, it wasn't terribly expensive. And we got a cast member disc Or a, not a cast member. Cast yeah. member. Annual, annual pass holders. 15%, yeah. And I almost under-tipped a guy because I was like, oh, wow, this isn't bad. And I realized, whoops, I you know, just got about 4 or $5 off my meal, so I can't short the poor guy for that. But, you know, the, uh, the, you know my, I had a, their bacon cheeseburger. It was like, kind of like a steak cheeseburger. And they're, it was a little thick on that bun, but my wife had the, the fish tacos, and, just, and she, she really likes fish tacos. Thought it was did, good. You get, but, did you get your story at the end? Were we supposed to get a story? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's the first time I've been in it. I, well, <laughs> duh, there's pictures all over the walls that are like stories. And there's, yeah, you know, was he supposed to, to tell us something? Yeah, he's supposed to pick one of the pictures on the big murals up on the wall and tell you the story uh, yeah. that goes with that picture. Well, maybe that's kind of gone away. When's the last time you've eaten there? A uh, couple years, maybe. No, yeah, no, we ate there. When, t- when did Tower Terror open? May. A years ago? May of 2004? I don't know. Lost track. 
Yeah, we went we went there before to a Tower of Terror preview. So. Okay, well, there we thought go. about going to the old Mondavi wine place. We haven't tried no, that yet. No, they've ripped that. They've ripped the shit out of that place. Yeah, there still is something sh- there. Yes, but it's it's menu's crap. The the whole yeah. the whole it's an wine tasting menu. That's the one thing I've noticed. It's an well, expensive okay, menu. Well, okay, before Mondavi left, for fifty bucks, you got a wine tasting, uh, three, four course meal, and it was awesome. I mean, the food was paced right. You got two little sniff. You got your choice of two uh, out of four wines. You could pick two uh, to taste and eat with your appetizer, eat with your salad, eat with your entree, and eat with your dessert. And it was really good. And the, the food was tasty. And if you were, did it right, you could see that that parade. What the heck was it called? Eureka. Was that the name of the parade? DCA uh, back then. Yeah, I, I, yeah I've told uh, you before. I'm not a parade guy. Well, I'm not a parade guy either. But you know, if you're already eating and a show rolls on by, why not watch it? Sure, why not? But okay. Anyway, so you know, um, I I remember now. Now, granted, I remember the day that if you wanted to see the Golden Horseshoe, the original Golden Horseshoe show, not Billy Hill and the Hillbillies or whatever crap's ah. going on in there now. When you wanted to see the original, which you know anybody that's seen it at Disney World, just you know you've never seen it unless you've seen it with Wally Bogue and the original Irish tenor. And I'm just lucky enough to say I have an original LP. That's those big plastic discs for you that don't know. Yeah, big plastic. Uh, vinyl. Vinyl discs. CDs are plastic. I have the original on that. And, yeah, I'm sure it's maybe worth something to somebody. But, uh, you know, it's it's one of my treasured collectibles because it's it's very funny stuff. But, anyways, I remember the day when, when you first thing, if you wanted to see that show, first thing you did was go stand in line. As soon as the park opened, go stand in line and get your time of when you wanted to come back. You know, if you're there on a busy summer day. In the winter, you know, you wouldn't necessarily have to do that. But on any peak time, that's the first thing you'd have to do. And I guess that's what you have to do now if you want to eat at the Blue Bayou. Because yeah. We, and we, I mean, I can remember the times we'd just be able to get into Blue Bayou. And, again, for the, you know, for the, um, uh, I guess you could call the, the Disney World one, you know, the pirates either pirates light or edited for uh, viewing on your TV screen because you know <laughs> it's missing a bunch of scenes. It doesn't have the restaurant that's inside of it. Uh, it's it's a great thing. I mean, it, it's it's, it's an awesome. experience. It, it, it's, it's it's a great experience. So I, those kind of things kind of peeve me off when you can't access them. So you know we used to like to go to Plaza Pavilion sometimes. Or Plaza Inn, I'm sorry. The Pavilion hasn't been open in it's quite a while. a long time. But that's like the free hangout for pin traders over there now. But uh, at the Plaza Inn, for you, yeah, if you're listening, sorry, I mean freak. <coughs> but at fan, the Plaza fanatic. Inn, fan, yeah, fan, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, there's one guy over there working people. When he knows he can only get one, he has other, you know, if you want this pin, go over there where they're giving those away for the past. Bring them back to me, then I'll get you one. There's a lot of, you know, kind uh, you of, know. Hey, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, some people need a life. But anyways, at the Plaza Inn, I noticed it's like always a character thing, right? It's what, Mickey's birthday party. What, really? They turn into a character dining? Oh, yeah, it's been like that for We were walking by. You know, Even at night? You know, I don't know. I, I didn't watch it at night. But I'm coming by, and people are literally lined up to get in, and it's a character thing. And I say I haven't looked at night because we don't eat in the park that much anymore. And if we yeah, do. Neither do we. It's a special we, occasion for us. Yeah, well, you know, my favorite restaurant has been closed for a long time. 
which was Big Thunder Ranch. Yes. I actually thought that, that was that, that was our favorite together. We used to go there a lot. Yeah, for a long time. I ten, mean, it, ten bucks back in the late eighties, and you got but a it, shitload of food. It was a value at the time. A big yeah, exactly. leg. Uh, you know, uh, you got all a, the country they had a combo: fixes. barbecued chicken, a barbecued uh, ribs, a corn on the cob, a bucket of beans. Yeah, what it else was, you it got? Was good. The, I don't know. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. And all you had to do was put up with the stench of you know farm animals next to you. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. you know, gave you the real experience of being on the farm. You know, uh, yeah, I like Big Thunder. That was yeah, that was Big a great... Thunder Ranch was was a good restaurant, uh, and well, I guess call it restaurant outdoor experience restaurant uh it's it's a true loss i think now we'll eat at um zocalo we're talking uh they know you know we haven't eaten in, i haven't not eaten at zocalo since they've redone it i used to like the old the old mexican restaurant you know it's been oh, frito-lay uh, frito-lay then lowry's i think it's been a few different sponsors uh there was a time years and years ago we might go in for you know a mickey pancake at the uh, uh, Riverbell Terrace, and even before that, when he had the Main Street Egg House, I think it was called. It's right. I remember down there. Hills, remember his Hills Brothers. That's right next to the yeah, yeah, yeah. shop. It's, yeah, it's now. No, well, it, it's right there where the characters and the bands Pop come out. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That little tiny spot that now has pin trading stuff in it, next to the 50th anniversary shop. Um, yeah, it, was, and it has a nice little terrace, and then well, you had the one halfway down Main Street that now is just. Yeah, I guess you just sit there and eat ice cream. I don't even know if they serve food there anymore. The carnation? Yeah. On the yeah. on the right? On the left? On the left, yeah. Yeah, that's the only other table service restaurant in Disneyland. Okay. When I was in there the other day, people were just in there eating ice cream. I don't know if it's there's a limited hours of it or uh, uh, what's I don't going know. on there. But yeah, it's but, oh. yeah, it's just not the same. Yeah, they really used to have some cool restaurants and you know, of course I don't still haven't figured out why they got rid of Carnation Gardens. Other than they've now opened the berm so you can get to the Zocalo area. I guess yep. they figure you, you just carry your food back and forth. But that was such a cool spot where they had the bands playing and the food was there. It was just it seemed was to only, work well. It was the only um, hard-serve ice cream in the park? Was it Carnation Gardens? I think so, yeah. 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 But we, we do like the, the restaurants in New Orleans. Uh, they're not the sandwich one as much. The uh, what, Cafe Orleans, one? yeah. Cafe Orleans, yeah. Occasionally we've gone in there. Like we're both of us are dieting. She's actually done. You know, I was kicking her ass for a while and lost twenty fairly quickly, and she's now lost twenty and I've gained a couple pounds. But anyways, back, yeah. we we learned how to you know you know go to Disneyland. It's kind of hard to eat the diet way. So we we found we could go there and get a salad. Maybe split it, maybe not. And then we go over to the Bingo Barbecue and get a couple of kebabs and split the kebabs. And, you know, it's all about portions and not pigging out. And, sure. You know, a lot of times the portions are large at the parks. I mean, sometimes. I and mean, I thought that the portions at Disney World were extremely large. But then oh, yeah. we were walking our asses off and sweating exactly. like pigs. So, you know, you worked it off. <laughs> it wasn't so hot. Why were you sweating like a pig? See, that doesn't bother me. So <laughs> I oh, come on. Sweat, sweat so much runs out the crack of your butt and your underwear sticks in there. Come on. That's not I, fun. Okay, oh, I, I guess I don't experience the same bodily secretions that you do, <laughs> dude. When I it's drink, hot, I drink, every part of you sweats. I drink a lot of water. I dress yeah, no lightly, shit. and I didn't my, have that ass crack water that drip my, problem that you. That have. Maybe that's that, not water dripping down there. Maybe you have other issues that no, you should go to the doctor and check out. No, that was my snack. <laughs> we burned my snack on two waters every day. 
And we, you know, we used our snack for water, maybe an occasional oh. ice cream, but it was mainly for water because that way you didn't have to carry water in. Because we, we, we brought. To, we, my wife's like a water fanatic, so you know. Here's a little tip: when you travel to Disney World, you got to bring shit back with you. The first time I went, I had to buy an wait, extra wait. piece Don't, of what? Wait, let's not get off on this tangent. You need to save that for another episode because that's too funny. Oh, you got to <laughs> write it down. Your suitcase. How much Disney travel trip? Don't take too much. Because we've got, yes. I don't know. I just want to bring us back on a topic because the question was, you know, is, is it too pricey or is it just right? And I don't think we've actually answered the question. Oh, who gives a shit? We're having fun. <laughs> we just, um, <laughs> you know, okay. Well, let's we'll get back. We'll go back to Disneyland. We'll talk about my traveling tips and do's and do nots later because it is kind of funny. But I have figured a way to do this right. I think at least it works for me. You'll but find back, out in January. Yeah, I will find in January because I've got another new idea how to even lower what I need to take even more. But um, I think... I just have this image of you carrying just underwear in your pockets and not checking any luggage or anything. <laughs> hey, that would be... <laughs> the fox carrying thing on. <laughs> only. Uh, my problem is I want to take my laptop and I've got a backpack with, you know, about five lenses, my camera bodies, and the video equipment. So... I can't travel light as far as photography equipment. It's just it's it's like a disease. But anyways, back to Disneyland. I actually don't think it's too much. It really is what the market will bear. Sure. Which is maybe not right. People think you know they still have this Pollyanna, you know, you like that little tie, Pollyanna like um, idea of what Disneyland should be. You know, available to the families. Yeah, well, it is, but they shouldn't have to give it away either. Exactly. I think you know the some of the cast members may have a point right now in the, uh, their negotiations. The the gap between what they make and what they used to make between the let's, let's call them well let's call everybody else the public sector. You know the gap Sorry. isn't as big as it used to be. So their their job pool or the, the, their candidates aren't as good as they used to be. In fact, I you know I almost hate to say this, but I'll say it anyways. I thought a special needs person was working the uh, meet and greet at the front of Indiana Jones the other day when I was in the park. Really? Yes. I I was just, I've been going around collecting photographs of all the uh, 50 Mickey ears at all the different attractions. So, you know, I walk up and I got my camera crap and she says something about nice camera and she goes, and I take a picture, she goes, "Um, that's the only hidden Mickey here. And you know I've got an issue with yes. Mickey's. Which, have we written that down as a subject? Yes, because it's, a, I, it's I, written down. Okay. I, um, I'm like, I know that. And I, I was pleasant enough, but I'm thinking, this dipshit. You know, they, they pay this person to stand here and, you know, talk to people. And then she says, you know that, because I was looking at the Jeep, you know that, that's from the movie. Uh, yeah, thanks. Oh, that, oh, that. that yeah. kind of special needs. One that's not readily obvious from physical looks? Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, <laughs> I think this person was like an avid fan. This is like one of those people who don't have a life who, which, you know, sometimes I categorize with some of the annual pass holders, but now this person's an employee who may not have made the grade to work in an attraction 10 years ago, but now yeah. where they're hurting a little more. Let him in. Who knows? Maybe she was management and training for the the uh, <laughs> for yeah, okay. the, the strike. 
right. <laughs> but well, it's, it wasn't the same quality of people you used to see. It, there definitely has been a change in demographics of the employees, I, and I don't think that's to the positive end of the park. Now, for all those quality people that still work at the park, kudos to you, but it's, it's unfortunate that the level of people are just not what it used to be at the park. But, you know, that's, that is partly the park's problem. Well, that's another podcast we were going to talk about, I think, was wages and conditions of working at Disney and how, yeah, how that's changed be, over the years. I think that needs to be a topical podcast when the strike happens or if the strike Yeah, it's going to have to so. come up. Well, even if it doesn't, I think it's going to have to come up because I think, you know, Disney can be affected in a couple of ways by this. You know, I, I if the public thinks that Disney needs to react differently to what labor is asking for. I mean, I, I really think Disney responds a lot of times to public sentiment, especially when it's negative. Sure. And though I a lot of times disagree with labor, I've been on both sides of the board, and, you know, I, I know how both sides can be. So I, I, I kind of i am on a wait and see, and let's, and let's cover that when it comes up. But I think Disneyland is a bargain at 50 bucks for an adult because of the length of time sure. and the experiences you have. Sure, you. especially if you plan it right, you get there and the first thing when it opens and you yeah yeah no you can spend. People, oh, yeah, what I think it's nuts is when I see people shoot. You know, I'll show up with my annual pass. Whole you know, pass about five o'clock in the afternoon. It's only open another maybe five hours, and you see these schmucks walking up, paying full price to walk into oh, the park. Yeah. That I think is just downright. Dumb, but who knows? Maybe that's the only time they have, and to them, it's worth it. Sure. I used to, I used to laugh at the tours that would come in. Now you talk about some scam artists. Some of these tour guys that come in, and they'd buy. You know, you, they can't do this anymore, but they'd buy like three day, four day passports. As the tour would come in, usually, you know, it's an Asian group. Yeah. And I never saw it happen any other way. Yeah. The Asian groups would come in, and they'd be collecting the tickets back up as they came through the gate. Well, then they would, and they sold these tickets at full price to these these people coming across the pond. You know, the next day, same tour guide would be there with different, different crew, crew different crew, same tickets, collecting as they come came in. Then they started to get smart because they knew we were on to them. I caught a, them a couple times collecting them in Circle Vision in the pre-show because now it's dark. You know, you just kind of work your way up into the crowd and be like, "Gotcha." Thought you, you know, and I mean, they were slick. They started watching for you. Had different people in their tour group that were, you know, were the plants looking to make sure they could work you over. And that's why I like about Disney World's biometric. The biometric, system. yeah. I thought that so, was pretty cool. Yeah, so the did first I. time I went, I thought this is this is a pain in the ass. But again, once you get to know it and how to work it, and you're not a dumb shit, and you stick your fingers all the way in, you know, people <laughs> sure. have this like, oh, I don't, I don't want to stick my fingers in there. What's going to happen? You know. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're uh, is the food overpriced? Uh, you know what? I think I the think food so. may be a little high. I don't think the food's that bad. I, I no, I the food is think, good. I'd be more, I'd be more upset if the food was this pricey and crappy. Well, you know what? I don't think their hamburgers are as good as knots used to be uh, in the good old days of knots. Their hamburgers, I've always thought, have been their. I hate point. the village now, house. I hate now, their. I food. understand. I understand uh, that they fry. See, I never worked in foods at, at Disneyland. I understand that the hamburgers were fried. You know, knots, we used to charbroil them on those machines that Carl's had. And they were really good. Oh, now, man, with I, the Village House, I used, we used to go there all the time. I'd get the chili hamburger or something. We used to crap. like that place. I'd take the kids over there. When I was an employee, they had a back, you know, backstage uh, window you could go up to. 
the village house menu is is changed a it's lot. Us. I, I, I don't, don't even I don't like bother it. to go in there. That place used to be packed. You go in there now, it was empty. I, I think they they need to relook at that. Now, Richard, you know our other host. You know we're dickless again tonight because Richard's not here. The he um he was telling me that the thing I was complaining about knots where it's kind of generic food. He says that Disneyland's kind of going that way to where the food's the same everywhere. Now, since I don't eat at a lot of the fast food places, uh, like the new whatever they call in Tomorrowland Terrace now, the Buzz. Uh, uh, Club Buzz, yeah. In fact, you know, we did our last podcast about 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I guess I just hadn't really paid attention. I was in with my, my camera the other day. There's a little tribute to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea with uh, people's pictures and stuff. You, you have to kind of get back away from the stage. It goes up and down, look back towards the, the old Tomorrowland Terrace, and you uh -huh. can see the Nautilus above uh, the canopy work there. That's kind of huh. cool. I took a picture of it. I'll, I'll, right. I'll let you see it. I don't have it in the laptop tonight. You're welcome. So stop looking at my laptop. All right. Uh, <clears throat> so, anyways, um, you know, I, okay. So you pay three bucks for a churro. You have a snack here and there. It, it's. I don't think it's that bad. It, I think it wouldn't doesn't need to be that expensive. But then again, you got to balance. I mean, you know, you you go to McDonald's and they probably pay their employees. I I never worked at a McDonald's. I don't know what seven eight bucks an hour. Any anybody that works at a McDonald's out there, you can you know send us an email and let us know. But you know you might be paying a union snob or over at Disneyland, I don't know, twelve bucks an hour to peddle ice cream. Yeah, there's some overhead there. <laughs> you, know? you think so? Yes, just a little. <laughs> plus, you know, if they're full time or yeah, carrying up hours yeah. to get part time, you know, there's benefits and all that. And I know they're trying to keep hours down. There's that's part of the controversy, I believe, with the strike is the way they're scheduling people. And you know, you used to be able to just pick up hours and, and keep your status. Now it's got to be scheduled hours, not pick up hours, but just schedule. And then the really? scheduling system, I understand, is really out of whack these days, and they don't have a whole lot of uh, sympathy for. You know individual cases and stuff, but again, that's a whole nother podcast. So I think yeah. Disneyland's a value at its cost. Still, I think com to compared get in, yes. to yeah, the food okay, but you know there's the sacrifice of spending a day at a place like that. I mean, if sure. you know the movies at ten bucks for two hours, maybe not that bad. Get a bucket of popcorn and some, uh, you know, and a drink, and you've been hosed. Yeah, uh, no, but there's, there's... I I tend to go in and buy a thing of popcorn and a, you know you talk about overpriced food going to any local movie theater. No kidding. Disneyland doesn't charge anything near what a, a theater charges. And uh, and you know Disney's still a magical experience, regardless. Well, yeah, you're you're paying for yeah. the experience, and and yeah. I think that's really what it comes down to. And if you want the full immersion experience, you're going to eat there or maybe come out to downtown Disney. See, that's a new, you know, actually, that's been a benefit, I think, for the people that, oh, God, I don't want to pay, you know, four or five bucks for this hot dog or hamburger. Okay, go pay four or five bucks for the Rainforest Cafe. You won't feel bad because sure. now it's just dining it's experience. A, it's a normal restaurant or something, yeah. Right. And I think that's a nice balance. Okay, is it ripped off from Universal's uh, City Walk? Sure. Why not? But it works. So yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, All right. Well, I, is it time to go through our end of show litany of disclaimer and where to find us? Well, let's see. Have we covered everything? Well, yeah. <laughs> I think we beat uh, a couple dead horses. To be, to, <laughs> yeah, we actually think come, came up with a couple good ideas for some new podcasts. Like, say, my travel tips, what what to and not to carry, and yeah. how to get all your shit back when you buy all the uh, souvenirs <laughs> when you're there. 
<laughs> Creative packing. That's what that's I said. Right. No, well, I'll give okay. you my tips. Write that down, Mike. Uh, I'll okay. see a pencil in your hand writing down. Fine. Jeez. You know, or, or type it in on your laptop, whatever. You know, you're the All one right. in charge of those minor parts of this okay. show. Okay, so. Greg's. Hey, and by the way, you know, I was looking through our mailbag. I'm, I'm going to pull this back up here again because uh, there was a couple of great, you know, pick the right mouse. for the, i got two computers sitting here. I forget which mouse is which. Um, Label them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> computer one, computer two. Um, well, you know, I said I bought one of those little uh, LCD uh, uh, frame screens where you can put your digital pictures in there. I've been, you know, dicking around okay. with one and trying to do Fine. the podcast read, at the same read, time. Read the Anyways, well, I'm not, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we got a, a nice email from Bob and Lou at beyondmainstreet.com. Oh, Beyond Main Street. Yes, a they've got a great, guys. Yeah, they've got a good vidcast. They're just normal dudes. One's a little more into Disney than the other one. Uh, pretty much it's all about Disney World because they haven't, well, one of them's been out to Disneyland, but uh, the one that really loves Disney World has is, is not been to Disneyland, and I guess his, his wife's saying, yeah, she's there, she's young, and it's, not, and it's kind of small. And, you know, and it, here's something, I, I just got to do this before we leave, because, and if you haven't seen uh, Bob and Lou's vidcast or their website, go see it. It's a fun thing. They're just, like I say, normal guys. Uh, so harassed a little bit at work because of their Disney shit on their desk, and beyond. I gotta tell you, yeah, visit beyondmainstreet.com or or you can find them on iTunes. Bob, Lou, I got Disney shit on my desk too. I've got a Mr. Potato Head I picked up the last time I was there. You talk about being the, you know, for what ten bucks you get a Mr. Potato Head and all the little parts and accessories you can cram into that little box. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yes. <laughs> the, the, I get up there to pay for it. I think I actually bought it in my resort rather than having to carry it around the park. Um, I got up to the, to the counter to pay for it. She goes, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody get so much stuff in this box. <laughs> well, you had to open his ass first and stuff yeah. as much up his ass as possible and cram everything in there. But anyways, that sits on my desk, and it's got the little goofy hat on it right now. I managed to get three or four hats in that box and a little balloon and all that shit. So that's sitting there. I've got, you know, license plates from uh, different trips. I've got stuff I bought of eBay, you know, reproductions of signs. And, and one of my favorite calendars I've ever had, I forgot what the website was, but it has these aerial photographs of, of all the parks. And then on the calendar, it's got close-ups of the aerial, you know, it's like satellite photos. They're, they're really cool. So I have that, and that's got all the milestone Disney days, like, you know, when Star Tours open, when this open, when's, you know, Walt's birthday, Eisner's birthday, well, all this kind of stuff. So, you know, I got this, this crap Eisner's all over today. my Eisner's Was it? Yeah. It probably was. I don't have the yeah. calendar in front of me, so yeah, I don't have my cheat sheet. Okay, sorry. Well, there you go. What is he, 60 now? I have no idea. Anyways, uh, who cares? Um... <laughs> You know, so, you know, I, I feel your pain, and when I went to Disney World twice last year, you know, I took a little crap for that. Plus, I also went to uh, uh, Boston and, and that area. So I took a lot of crap for my vacations this year, but it was a good year, and it had been almost, it had been 19 years since I've been to Walt Disney World. Uh, so I felt like I really needed the trip, and I got lucky enough to go twice. I, that's not going to happen again for a while, but... Um, so, you know, I feel your pain, but stick with it. You know, it's, it's a fun thing to do, and you, everybody's got to have a hobby. And right. Disney happens to be ours. 
uh, I'm finding I'm a little, my tastes have changed a little bit since I worked at the park. Actually, I, I guess it's more unfortunate to say they've got more expensive. I don't buy the cheap shit anymore. It's got to be the more expensive That's stuff. That's right, because you have higher so, tastes. Anyway, BeyondMainStreet.com. This whole little rant was to give kudos to BeyondMainStreet.com. We like them. We want to be them sometimes, I think. Right, we, we, had another, uh, we had another good one that was, wasn't that from, what was the other podcast guys that, that gave us a, a jingle? Uh, 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 DisneyFans.com. Uh, well, he calls himself a Park Copy Podcast. Alan, yeah, yeah, that's Alan the one. from Park Copy Podcast welcomed us to the, the the Disney Podcast Network, and somebody else. Um, uh, tra- oh shoot, Trapped Vacation. Oh, I'm gonna have to read it now. Um, trapped on Vacation. Yeah, um, the guy's name was well, Jeff. Yeah, he has he has trapped <laughs> trapped on vacation. I, I love it. The name itself is is a riot. I I was looking at some of his podcasts. And I was I was downloading a. a he also know, does shit. the Meandering Mouse too. Meandering yeah, Mouse I, podcast. I was downloading a shitload of stuff at work today. Luckily, because you know I'm one of the bosses, I can do that. And I was watching Lou and Bob's. Uh, you know, one thing about Lou and Bob's vidcast. There is a vidcast. So you know, if you want to stare at these two guys, knock yourselves out. They do have some video on there, but it's pretty much them standing there talking, like you know, uh, two guys. Which is fun, but you don't have to be staring at the screen to to enjoy their their vidcast. So I'm sitting at my desk all day, you know, kind of doing some research by listening to other podcasts and just enjoying the the whole Disney World, uh, the Disney, not Disney World as in Florida, but the Disney World out there and the experience of all these podcasts while I'm working, and uh, you know it was fun. And so there's there's a lot of good podcasts out there, and uh, thank you for welcoming us welcoming us to your world. Uh, I did. Seems like there was another one I wanted to comment on, only because they made a comment that I thought we needed to respond to, and I don't see the email here right Which one now. What is that? The guy that, that likes the that we cuss and swear in a yeah, little bit. No, guy. no. I I did like that email. The email was funny. I have to say, um, it's nice that there's a few people out there that aren't looking for the gee whiz with you know it's. It's another nice Disney day. The, well, the apologist, the Disney apologist. Yeah, well, you know, they're not so much apologists. Is they're they're just they're. I don't want to say they're company people. They they are still. I don't want to say they're in a fantasy world, but they they really want to live the dream that they think Walt had. Sure. Every day, and don't realize that you know, Walt was a drinker. Walt a smoker. Was a smoker. It's the only guy in the company allowed to have a mustache. <laughs> well, no, no, that's not true. That's uh, a I misperception. Mean, okay. well, only I, at Disneyland. I'm sorry, Disneyland. The theme right. parks I, I was, I was, was too that limited. You yes. were too general. Because Imagineering, yes, uh, the yes. studios, anybody those people, on stage, yeah. on stage people, clean shaven. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's that's an old. I get so tired of hearing that. That it, it just kind of. It pisses okay. me off. How's that? All right, fine. But anyways, well, I'll find that email later. But it was it was a thing where I thought I needed to cor- not correct somebody, but maybe, um, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what it was. It was something about classic attractions. The email, oh, yeah. he said that something. From, that ab- was from Alan. I think that was from Alan from, um, uh, from, Oh, here, podcast. here's. Yeah. I, I, I found yeah. this. So I, I wonder. I'll read it. It's real short. And I'll respond to it because I don't know if he misunderstood or maybe he's not much older, nineteen or twenty, and doesn't really realize uh, what I'm going to say here. But 
uh, sorry, Alan, if you're, I, I'm, I'm not ripping on you. I'm just, I just want to respond to your email because I, you may not have understood what we were saying. It says, uh, just found MiceCast in iTunes the other night and listened to the Mansion episode. We were talking about the upcoming changes to the Mansion. The funny thing about Disney purists, and that's in quotes, is that the most of us are too young to even know what the original attraction was. I rambled about the pirate changes on my podcast, specifically trying to point out that what we know today is really different from the original. Thus, what we see is classic, isn't it? Have no, fun, Alan. No. Those, no, it's thus what we see is classic, isn't. There should be a comma there to help. It's, he's oh. saying what, what, he sees, what, what we see is classic really isn't. Well, okay, I, right, okay. That, and and I, I think what... Okay, here's here's where maybe we differ, and Alan may this is maybe what he meant, maybe not. Pirates of the Caribbean at both Disneyland and the uh, the Disney World Light version um, really haven't changed a lot, except for some technology. Now I, I understand that the the um, the auctioneer at Disney World is not up to the technology level of the one at Disneyland, which is is quite amazing. But other than they, they went a little politically correct on us, which, you know, almost everybody I know just stupid. You know, it just irks them to no end. Stupid. And that and that is when you get to the scene where it used to be the basically the drunken pirates chasing the women and there was always the fat chick to chase the pirate. And it was all about <laughs> sort of like what they did in the movie of yeah. Drunken rape, horn pirates, the, the raping is just good clean fun. Uh, raping and pillaging. I mean, hey, <laughs> hey, who who doesn't enjoy that? Um, so that's really the only well, major. Well, explain what the political correctness is. They put well, food. They put oh, food. Yeah. They put food yeah. in the girls' hands. Yeah, so now the it's... pirates weren't chasing the girls for their booty. They were chasing yeah. the girls for the food they had. Food. It's it's all all about gluttony and food. Now, I'm actually surprised that you know. Fat people haven't complained now that they're you well. Know, the, and the the fat lady's chasing the guys because she's you know they're stealing yeah, her food. Yeah. Well, like I say, all all those nambies out there that you know have to whine about everything that probably think it's a bad image for children now that you know see the pirates gorging themselves. But you know they always got to find some you know bullshit to complain about. So now short of that, and the only other, uh, see, it's not really even a big change, but at the in the queue for the uh, California pirates. They added a a parrot and some little effects in the queue areas as the boat's coming around after the the last drop that brings you to the load-unload. I say short of that, there has not been any dramatic changes, just little effects added here and there. They've got silhouette pirates, uh, sword yeah, fighting, fighting yeah, blah, you know, blah, it's just blah. little oh, the, tiny things. The dude's, but, deep, the dude's cranking the treasure up the hill at the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Other than that, the the... the the attraction really is pure, pretty pure, and not having changed much. In fact, at Disney World's, I didn't think. Oh God, I'd seen you know, it'd been 19 years. I had seen any significant changes to that one. So the story, the the scenes are, are relatively the same, with little things added here and there, or maybe taken away. The biggest change, obviously, is you know from the. The, the horn and the raping to the uh, gluttony and drinking, uh, and that's that's really the only major difference. So I'm not sure if that's what you meant, Alan, but the way I look at it is Pirates is still, excuse me, fairly pure to the original with those minor PC changes. So 
and I was talking to Richard the other night about because you know he was he was doubting our information about the mansion, which he said he confirmed the other day that that is going to happen, and he was also him. doubting that Pirates was actually going to shut down and any changes in there. And now I I think Pirates is actually finally closed, and it's not going to reopen until oh, June. 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 And we'll we were talking way. about maybe what it's going to be. Now the original thing I heard was there okay. Was hey, wait, be... wait, wait. Let me interrupt you here. Why? That's a whole other because it's a okay. That's show. that's another podcast. We're, so we're... Well, I've answered Alan's question. We'll talk we're about what the, the changes we're are. Almost a half hour are. over our normal, our normal length. Oh, have we gone that long? Oh hell yeah! We're, hell yeah! We're, we're one minute, we're one hour ten minutes. We're normally stopping forty five. Wow, that's a long yeah. one. Yeah, but you know you're still here listening. So that's a good thing. Yes. So, so, <laughs> so anyways, our disclaimers. We, we, we are Obviously, we're not apologists for the Walt Disney Company. We have no, no current affiliation with the Walt Disney Company except for our inside sources, which we'll never reveal even under torture and bamboo under our fingernails. We will never give up those sources. A risk of certain uh, death. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> These opinions were all formulated Believe it or not, all by ourselves with no help from anyone tiny else. Tiny little pea brains. Huh? <laughs> well, maybe your tiny pea brains. So, hey, you know, come on we're now. We're talking about size again. Uh, Dude, you <laughs> the got girth a of your, <laughs> You're fixated on size. <laughs> the girth know. of your brain maybe not be as... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyways, we have a website at www.micecast.com and a blog... At www. No, no, w, no, it's just micecast.blogspot.com. Well, okay, blah, blah, blah. And there's What's email, email addresses. Well, you have your pick info at micecast.com, feedback at micecast.com, Greg at micecast.com, or Mike at micecast.com. You now, what about our, our, our guest host, Richard? Is he going to get well, uh, micecast.com? Well, nah, he he's not acting. When he moves into a normal show up here every time time slot then maybe then we'll give one i tell you yeah. anybody out there want to hear from dick or richard whichever one you want to call him yeah, let us know mail. we'll if not to him. yeah you know if not just say don't care you know you know whatever but uh, we we welcome your feedback we welcome your input you know um go ahead and send us suggestions if you want to hear us hear hear the the greg and mike spin on something you know drop us a line yeah, especially for you, some of you out there who may not want to admit that this is the kind of edgy crap you want to hear. And even if you're, you know, one of the podcasters that have more of a family-oriented show, because that's that's your that's your gig, that's your your shtick, if you will, and you want to hear some edginess, hey, <laughs> feed us a line and uh, we'll talk about it. And you won't sure. have to. Sure, exactly. We, you won't have to. Yeah. You won't have You'll to have sully to... your show. We'll sully ours. In your lips with cursing. <laughs> That's right. But we'll curse for you, and we'll have that edginess that maybe you don't want to do, and that's okay. fine with us because that's why we're here. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart When it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow 
shining at the end of every day. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, just a dream away. 